Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Good morning, it's Friday, April 24th, and you are listening to the College Football Daily, a 24-7 sports podcast dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news. My name is Trey Scott, and today we're breaking down the NFL draft. It was a long night. I assume if you found a way to listen to a podcast, you can find a way to find all 32 first-round picks, so I'm not going to go 1-32 to for you, but I am going to run down a few things I thought were surprising, a few things you need to know as a college football fan with several records falling, and then a few things you need to know headed into to Friday, rounds two and three, and, and then, of course, Saturday as well. So let's get started. Joe Burrow, third straight Heisman Trophy winning quarterback to go number one overall, third straight transfer quarterback to go number one overall. There were no trades until the 13th pick. There was no running back taken until the 32nd pick, which was Clyde Edwards-Alaire, LSU, so the draft starts with a tiger, ends with a tiger. It's fitting the way the college football season went in 2019. It's also rather surprising that that running back was Edwards Alaire and not DeAndre Swift. But it was an SEC running back, which was the story of the night. The SEC dominated the NFL draft, the 2020 NFL draft, in a way that no other conference ever has before. It broke its own record for most picks in a first round with 15. Again, that's 15 picks of 32 possible picks played in the SEC. It also set three other NFL draft records. Six SEC players were selected with the first 10 picks, and 10 of the first 20 were from the SEC. That's the first. Those are both first for any conference. And then you had the two quarterbacks, Joe Burrow at one, Tua Tungovailo at five to the Miami Dolphins, one and five, both selected in the top five. And no conference has ever done that ever. Ohio State had three first-round picks to take a lead over the USC Trojans for the most first-round picks ever and by a college football team with 84, Chase Young at two, Jeff Okuda at three. Damon Arnett was a surprise pick by the Las Vegas Raiders, helped the Buckeyes add to their lead over the Trojans. USC did get one first-round pick in Austin Jackson. As we're on the team thing, draft picks by team. LSU 5, Bama 4, Ohio State 3, Georgia 2, Clemson 2, Auburn 2, and then Oklahoma had 2 and TCU had 2. TCU having 2, Jeff Gladney and Jalen Rager was sort of a surprise if you weren't paying attention to the mock drafts, but in fact, TCU could have had 2 more guys in Ross Blacklock, maybe Lucas Niang, an offensive tackle. Horn Frogs, Gary Patterson, they recruit 3 stars and low 4s, and then they turn those guys into first round picks, so pretty cool. And then draft picks by conference. We mentioned the SEC with 15. The rest of it, you saw some parity. Five by the Big 12, five by the Big 10, three by the ACC, and three for the Pac-12. Recruiting profile, six composite five stars. That's less than last year with eight. But it was still a really good year for the recruiting industry. We didn't really see any of those two-star type kids get drafted. Here are the five stars. Chase Young, 
Jeff Okuda, Tua Tungavailoa, Derek Brown, Jarek Judy, Isaiah Wilson. Isaiah Wilson, we were looking at five. I was like, oh, no, we're only going to have five first-round picks who are 24-7 sports composite five stars. And then, and then the Tennessee Titans selected Isaiah Wilson at number 29 to Georgia, one of two Georgia offensive tackles off the board that night. And you're, we're talking Georgia offensive tackle, and you're talking to Andrew Thomas, who is a fringe five-star as well. And there were several other fringe five-stars Thursday night. Henry Ruggs was a five-star in the top 247 rankings. LSU's Caleb on Chason was the number 20 overall pick. He was a five-star in the top 247 rankings too. You had a lot of high four-stars get drafted Thursday night. 15 four-stars were drafted in the first round. That means 66% of all first-round picks were four- or five-star recruits coming out of high school. That's rather remarkable. There was a lack of trades in the first round. I don't know if that's because the, the zooming or the virtual nature of the draft just made it more difficult to coordinate, but it did feel like chalk for a while. Jeff Okuda at three to the Lions, everyone thought they would trade out of that spot. An offensive tackle went to the Giants at four. It wasn't the one we thought it would be, but it was Andrew Thomas for Georgia. The Tua went to the Dolphins at five. There was a lot of smoke in the last few weeks. The Dolphins would have to move up to get Tua, that the Dolphins might have preferred Justin Herbert over Tua, that they might have been worried about his, his medical reports. Again, that was just all smoke. It was all tactical. They didn't have to do anything to get their franchise quarterback. I'm pretty excited to see Tua go there. And then Justin Herbert just fell right in line behind Tua at six. The Los Angeles Chargers stays on the West Coast. Should be a really good pick. I think it's great that those two guys didn't drop. I was kind of worried that Tua might. And then there was finally a trade. The Packers traded up late in the first rounds, and everyone thought they might be going after skill talent, a receiver. You know, maybe Denzel Mims at Baylor. But it was a quarterback, Jordan Love from Utah State. And, and you know, real quick, a little NFL note, Aaron Rodgers earlier in the day had said, you know, we've never drafted a skill player in the first round since I've been here. So that'd be pretty cool to do. Aaron Rodgers, 36 years old, trying to win one more Super Bowl, trying to get some skill talent. And then the Packers draft his, his future replacement, which is just an obviously a fitting way for Aaron Rodgers' time in Green Bay to possibly come full circle, given that he was a late first-round pick who had you know a kind of an acrimonious end beginning of his starting career when Brett Favre was up there. Some surprises other than Jordan Love going to a team with a quarterback already. Andrew Thomas at four. A few weeks ago, Andrew Thomas was a guy who was not getting mocked in the top 10. You, you knew there would be a run on tackles. You knew he'd be a first-round pick, and he would be just fine. But Jedrick Wills was getting most of the attention at four for the Giants to Alabama tackle. He ended up slipping a little bit. Tristan Wirfs ended up slipping even more. Makai Becton slipped. And it was all of a sudden, Andrew Thomas ends up being the number one, number one tackle taken. He might not be the most athletic of those guys. He might not be the meanest, but he, he started two years as a left tackle in the SEC. He's massive. He has plenty of experience, plenty of bona fides. The Giants knew they needed a tackle. I thought we were just a little bit surprised it would be Andrew Thomas. Isaiah Simmons and Derek Brown flipped where everyone thought they were going to go. Isaiah Simmons, everyone thought, might be the number seven overall pick to the Panthers. Derek Brown looked locked into the Cardinals at eight. Nope, flippity-flip. Matt Rule and the Panthers don't take the local star, Isaiah Simmons. They took Derek Brown, uh, so Isaiah Simmons sl slides to number eight to Cliff Kingsbury, who's got 
the coolest draft pad anyone's ever had, if you guys know what I'm talking about. I saw an early run of cornerbacks. C.J. Henderson at nine, the Florida cornerback going to the Jaguars. C.J. Henderson at nine, the Florida cornerback goes to the Jags. The Jags love Florida players. The last few years, if I guess the last 10, 10 plus years, they've taken several Florida players in the first round. Derek Harvey, Reggie Nelson, Dante Fowler. C.J. Henderson's the next of those guys. Clemson's A.J. Terrell at 16 to the Atlanta Falcons. That's pretty cool. He's from the Atlanta area. That was surprising, though, and you wonder if the Falcons, they wanted a cornerback. Maybe they wanted Henderson at 16. He was gone. They took Terrell, and that sparked the Raiders at 19 to probably reach on Ohio State cornerback Damon Arnett. So you saw two Buckeye cornerbacks go in the first round. That's that reinforces their their reputation as DBU. And get this, this is funny when you look at the Raiders. It was a funny joke last year, and it's kind of just a le- like a legitimately serious thing now. You look at their five first round picks the last two years: one Buckeye, two Alabama players, a Clemson player, and then a Mississippi State player. Forget the Mississippi State for player for a second. Also, remember last year, Oakland drafted two other Clemson players after the first round. John Gruden and Mike Mayock, the joke was like they're just watching the college football playoff, but it's clear they love winning teams. How perfect was it on Thursday night that the Raiders made Henry Ruggs the first receiver off the board? They take the fastest guy in the draft. The the late Al Davis's infatuation with speed still defines the Raiders even after they moved from Oakland to Sin City. Some non-top 10 picks. I loved probably at the request of Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Bucks traded up a spot to 13 to get Iowa offensive tackle Tristan Wirfs, athletic freakazoid. They saw, showed him jumping out of a pool, which is just unbelievable. He Some had him fourth, going fourth overall. So Tampa Bay's awesome offseason of Tom Brady and Gronk just keeps getting better. I'm not going to say Tampa Bay. C.D. Lamb is from the Dallas area, and now he's a Dallas Cowboy. He slid a bit to 17. I would have taken him as a first receiver off the board. I'm sure he's thrilled. He gets to catch passes from Dak Prescott. He's going to get to run next to Amari Cooper. You got Zeke there too. That's going to be a really fun team. Get your popcorn ready in Dallas. And then at 32, Clyde Edwards, a layer. We already talked about it. goes from LSU to the Kansas City Chiefs. He caught over 50 passes last season for LSU. He gets to go from Joe Burrow to Patrick Mahomes. It just Life is good if you're Clyde Edwards, a layer. He's going to be an absolute delight. In that offense, I saw Michael Hardman, second-year receiver for the Chiefs, tweet that he was unhappy that DeAndre Swift was still on the board after the first round. Kind of awkward considering his team just took a different running back, but Georgia boys stick together. I suppose a few other guys, college stars who did not go off the board in the first round, but who will definitely go off the board tonight. How about Xavier McKinney? Alabama's safety was projected to be a top-20 player. Mel Kuyper said on ESPN, safety's just slide. He's going to be a good pick for somebody. If you've got a ton of receivers who are out there, who are going to put up massive numbers maybe for somebody. Denzel's Denzel Mims from Baylor. T. Higgins from Clemson. Micah Pitt, Michael Pittman from USC. All of those guys, it's a deep year for receivers, so you understood that they weren't all going to be first-round picks. They'll all find pretty good homes, I guess, fairly early on in round two on Friday. And then as we wrap this thing up, quarterback and running back, two glamour positions. Which quarterback's left on the board? Jacob Eason's probably the next guy to go. Does Jake Fromm go? Does someone someone love Jake Fromm more than we think they love him? 
What about Anthony Gordon, the Washington State quarterback? Charles Power mentioned him in an article we have up on the website and like a, a 10 guys he thinks would make NFL GMs look like geniuses. Anthony Gordon is getting no draft buzz, but as another Washington State product, Charles liked him more than Gardner Minshew, who is now the starter in Jacksonville. So keep an eye on Anthony Gordon. And then running back, you saw only one taken, and it was a surprise actually that we even had a running back taken. So you still got DeAndre Swift on the board. You've still got Jonathan Taylor on the board. You've still got J.K. Dobbins on the board. You've got Cam Akers on the board. You've got a lot of good running backs who are probably going to start going off in spades as the first round begins with the Bengals drafting tonight because once one guy goes, the rest of them are going to go too. So it's going to be a really fun second and third round. I'm looking forward to it. The first round was pretty good. I think it moved by pretty quickly. I would like a little bit more trades, a little bit more drama, but... Yeah, I'm not going to complain about live sports. So that's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. Express your support by leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Drop us a review. Tell us your favorite pick, maybe which college star you deserve to go in the first round. Who did not? For Tawny Levitt, I'm Trey Scott. We'll see you soon for the next edition of the College Football Daily.